For a long time, I've told people who are new to investing just to invest in an S&P 500 index fund. But comments on last week's SCHD video really got me thinking about different combinations of ETFs and their performance together. And one combination in particular is a simple two ETF portfolio that just crushes the S&P 500. In this episode of the Build, Invest, Live podcast, we're going to go over that portfolio that just happens to combine the best parts of the S&P 500, as well as dividend growth and reliability from high-quality, undervalued dividend stocks. And we'll also do a quick update on my dividend growth portfolio and a change that I made that will make it easier to show and share progress with you guys. So let's get into it. So the SCHD video from last week really took off and there's a bunch of new folks watching the channel now. And I just wanted to say hello, welcome, and I'm super excited that you're here. All the comments on the video were awesome and really got me thinking because you guys were sharing your different ETFs and allocations and it got that hamster wheel in my brain just turning. Now we've talked a lot about how all the 2023 gains in the S&P 500 are from a handful of tech companies. And some of you mentioned how you combined SCHD with VGT, which is Vanguard's Information Technology ETF. So I started looking into this and it really blew my mind how effective and painfully obvious that strategy is. Like, let's take the best parts of the S&P 500, which for a while has just been tech, and add them to a mix of quality, potentially undervalued dividend growers so that a, you get exposure to big tech, which will outperform in the good times, and B, steady growth from dividend pairs that help balance out the not-so-good times. So just talking about it now, it seems so obvious, but I really just hadn't thought about it until I saw y'all's comments. So let's take a look at how this portfolio would have performed against the S&P 500 since SCHD's inception in 2011. And I don't know if you guys have used this already, but I'm using a tool called PortfolioVisualizer.com. It's pretty awesome to be able to kind of backtest portfolios and see how they would have performed. Um, so I've been enjoying that. And if I plug in VOO as portfolio number one, and then my combination of SCHD and VGT, which I'm just going to do 50-50 for now. So as you can see in terms of performance, the SCHD and VGT portfolio just crushes the S&P 500. And that's almost 35% difference over that 10 years, which is pretty substantial. And part of what makes this interesting is if you look at the difference between the best year and the worst year. With this combined portfolio, the best year is higher than the S&P 500, but then the worst year is still better than the S&P 500's worst year. And that's because half of your portfolio are these more reliable kind of dividend-paying stocks that are providing yield when the times aren't so great. So if you look at the annual returns, you can see when the S&P is down a lot, obviously VGT is going to be down, right, in 2022 because tech got crushed in 2022. But you look at SCHD, and even though it's down, it's only down 3%. So that's helping keep your portfolio up even when those times are bad. And when times are good and tech is outperforming, then it really outperforms the S&P 500. And then if we look at exposures, this is good to know, like, okay, you've mixed these portfolios, but if your exposure's off, then you're not really talking apples to apples. Now, I know what you're saying. Number one, you're saying this data only goes back to 2011. And basically since 2011 to now, we've been in, you know, a decade or more bull market where there's been cheap money in the market that's just propped up stocks. And that may not continue. And I 100% agree. There's no way that we can predict that the market is going to act the same way over the next 10 years as it has over the last 10 years. But since SHD only has data since 2011, this is all we can kind of use to compare. And then second, if you really looked at these exposures, you notice that Portfolio 2 has a higher percentage of large cap growth 
than it does large cap value compared to the S&P 500, which means portfolio two is taking on more risk. So yes, you are getting more return, but you're taking on more risk and that's not apples to apples. And again, 100% agree. So what we're going to do is actually tweak this to where our other portfolio is more in line with the exposures that the S&P 500 has. And actually, I'm just going to add a third here. I'll change VGT to only be 40%. And let's take a look at our exposures now. And now we're in the ballpark. So portfolio three is about the same distribution as the S&P 500 in terms of exposure. Now let's look at performance. So as you can see, with adjusting the percentages of those two ETFs, you're still outperforming the S&P 500 by quite a bit. And what I think is really interesting is when you look at the changes in the best year to the worst year. The best year obviously is above the S&P 500's best year. It's below portfolio twos, which is just the half and half. But the worst year is the highest out of all three. So as you're adjusting those allocation percentages, it's helping you reduce a little bit of that risk or that volatility because you're adding a little bit more to the more reliable kind of dividend payers as opposed to tech. So it's pretty interesting stuff because you can theoretically get higher returns with less risk by combining two different ETFs as opposed to just going with the S&P 500. Plus, you get the added benefit of being able to tweak your allocation to your risk tolerance, which that's pretty cool. I love that. And before everybody jumps in with, hey, what about this ETF that I love? It's better than those. I'm way ahead of you. And we're going to look at some alternatives right now. And so one that I know is going to be popular is SPY and QQQ. So if I plug it in, you'll see immediately, you'll be like, hey, wait a minute. That actually outperformed your portfolio. But remember, the issue here is in the exposures and trying to get at least as close as possible to the same risk level. And you can see if we look at exposures, the SPY and QQQ combo at 50-50 is way over-indexed on growth compared to value. So if I change that, to get it closer to the other two. And when you look at the performance, it's barely above the S&P 500 because again, you're 90% invested in SPY. So just from a performance standpoint, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But one of the things we also need to consider is fund overlap. And that's not something we've talked about before. Because one of the big advantages of SCHD and VGT is that there's not a lot of overlap between them. And this is another tool that I use that I really like to see fund overlap for ETFs. It's ETFRC.com. And if I plug in SCHD and VGT, you can see that only 3% of SCHD's holdings are also in VGT. And when you look at VGT, only 1% of their holdings are in SCHD. And those companies are right here. They're down here. And why that's important is that with SCHD and VGT, when you adjust those allocation percentages, you truly are investing in different companies. Whereas like with SPY and QQQ, if we look at the overlap between those two, out of SPY's 505 holdings, over 16% are in QQQ, but the worst measure is this one. 83% of QQQ's holdings are also in SPY. So you can adjust those percentages all you want. You're still invested in all the same companies. And that's why fund overlap is important. So clearly the SPY and QQQ combination doesn't really have the same benefits that SCHD and VGT have. And the overlap makes it harder to really dial in what you're trying to do or the risk level that you're trying to take. Now let's try another popular one, which was SCHD with SCHG, which is Schwab's growth ETF. So if we start them out at 50-50, analyze portfolios... Let's look at exposures first. So if we look at exposures, it's actually already pretty close. Um, so let's look at performance. So as you can see, 
even though SEHG and SEHD did outperform the S&P 500, they still underperformed quite a bit. The combination of SCHD, this is very hard to say many times over, (laughs) the combination of SCHD and VGT. Good Lord, it's like a Scrabble game going on on my podcast. Now, ultimately, if people just really like Schwab ETFs, then absolutely, you can go with the SCHD and SCHD combo. And if we just look real quick at the overlap between the two, we see that actually this is pretty good. There's only 3% of SCHD's holdings in SCHG and only 1.3% of SCHG's holdings in SCHD. So again, at least with this combination, you really can kind of dial in what you're more interested in and you'll actually be changing the type of companies that you're invested in. So overall, it didn't perform as well, but if you're a person that really wants to invest in Schwab ETFs only, then this combination still outperformed and, you know, doesn't really have any overlap. So that's nice. And the last one we're going to look at is VGT and VIG. So this is a all Vanguard portfolio mixing the Vanguard Information Technology Fund with the Vanguard Dividend Appreciation Fund. All right. So if I look at exposures right off the bat, so in this case, it is over-indexed on growth. So I will need to adjust that going to make this 75 and this 25. Okay, so that puts it right about the same exposure weighting. And if we look at performance, again, you can see that when we adjust for exposures, the all Vanguard portfolio, actually, it does outperform the S&P 500, but it well underperforms the combination of SHD and VGT. Now, just real quick, we'll just check the overlap between the two. And, you know, the overlap isn't terrible here. You know, there's 22 overlapping holdings. It's basically less than 8% either direction. So it's not terrible. At the end of the day, again, if you wanted an all Vanguard combination for whatever reason, then this could definitely work. And you could adjust the percentages to your risk tolerance to maybe increase those returns a little bit. Um, But in terms of overlap, there's not that much. So you would be investing in different companies as you change that percentage, which is nice. So yeah, SCHD and VGT is an amazing combination. So obviously, there's no guarantee that markets act in the future the way that they did in the past. But the way that I look at big tech right now is very different from like, you know, the internet craze of 2001. I mean, back then, you had companies that were barely even real companies where, you know, today, big tech are some of the biggest, most profitable and most prevalent companies in the whole world. And they have a lot of cash on hand to do, invest or buy just about anything they want. So while I think in general, they are overvalued right now, you know, long term, it's hard for me to see how they're not mostly successful in one way or another. And another thing I love about this combination is that it's also a good portfolio for beginners because yeah, it's not just one, but it's just two ETFs that, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time and you're actually able to dial in a little bit better what your risk tolerance is or your interest in how much tech you want to be invested in. And that flexibility is nice just when you're starting out trying to get your initial allocation, but then also over time, right? Because you may say, hey, tech is a little bit overvalued right now. I'm going to pump more into SCHD for the time being. And then when that corrects a little bit, I'll go back to my normal allocation of VGT. So you can do some interesting things that you can't do when you're just in one S&P 500 index fund. But, you know, to be completely fair, 
it does take a little bit more thought and effort and planning than just buying, you know, VOO directly. But for those people who want to take that extra step, you know, it gives you some interesting opportunities, definitely. Real quick, just wanted to give you guys a portfolio update on my dividend growth portfolio. Last time it was showing signs of life. I think it was up around 5% in total, and it's continued to rally. So it's just uh, under 8% now. It was actually quite a bit higher, but Amex dropped almost 4% on earnings Friday. So that kind of took a hit. You know, no big deal. It's going in the right direction, and I feel good about it. But one change that I'm making that's going to make it easier for me to kind of share and show progress is I'm consolidating my different investment accounts to Schwab. So I've been using Schwab for a long time, but I've had other accounts kind of sprinkled in other places like Chase and my. HSA is actually at um, with Lively. So it's at TD Ameritrade. So that's actually moving over to Schwab here in a couple months. And the reason why I'm excited about it is I feel like I'll be able to share and show my progress a lot easier with better charts and tools and visualizations. And I think that'll be helpful. So it's probably a small thing, but I'm excited about it. More to come. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Build, Invest, Live podcast. Financial independence is true freedom. Keep building and stacking wins. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.